I should laugh But I cry Because your love Has passed me by You took me by surprise You didn't realize That I was waiting Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And we have another another first for the show. It's, it's an interesting episode in that this week we are going to be talking about a trailer. I don't think we've all, ever talked about a trailer, Brian, have we? No, I don't think so. Like, dedicated a specific episode to a trailer. And it's, it's, a, it's a very unique trailer. It's a, it's a special one. And it's interesting because I don't really like to watch a lot of trailers in general. I typically just watch the teaser or maybe the first trailer that's released and then I like stop because from my experience is that whenever I watch a lot of trailers I'm always inevitably most likely let down by the film I think the only like two or three films that I've watched like a shit ton of trailers and have not been let down is anything by Quentin Tarantino uh, The Force Awakens and Mad Max for Your Road I think those are like the only films that I like had a lot of hype going into the films and like the the expectations were met and that was like after watching a ton of stuff but i feel like the film we're going to be talking about is is another one that i'm going to be looking at a lot of material like going into the film so brian what film trailer are we going to be breaking down right now so that will be uh joker the new joaquin phoenix joker and uh todd phillips's name as a director, yeah, he's the he's the director. So, and we'll get to Todd Phillips in a second. I just want to make a reference. Uh, I'm honestly probably gonna upload this trailer first, or like this episode first. So probably on like the seventh. We're recording this on uh, April sixth, and this trailer was released, I think, on April third. So this is very impromptu. Uh, this we kind of just sat down and said, "Hey, like this is something new. This is something that we're both really hyped about." So let's let's talk about this. Yeah, no, yeah, let's get into it. It'll be fun. So so before we get into the Joker, like the character of the Joker, like this specific film, Brian, why don't you why don't you tell me your relationship with the Joker? Because you, out of the two of us, are the comic book fan. I'm more of a very casual not even that like i'm like the step under casual like i'll read them i I, i'll read a comic every now and again it's not because i don't want to like i actually really enjoy reading graphic novels but and and comics but i just don't really have the time so but you on the other hand next it's like your movie collection and then your comic collection so why don't you go into a little bit of that yeah i mean actually it's funny you mentioned like right now i'm actually i have I was going to read a few comics before I went to bed of the New 52 Suicide Squad stuff. But, um, no, no, yeah, I think actually I started collecting comics before I started, like, collecting movies in, like, way back in, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. And I'm definitely a DC over Marvel guy. And Batman has always been, you know, my favorite superhero. And Spider-Man, but Batman's everyone's favorite superhero. But no, I have all I have all like the essentials and stuff, and expanding further outward and stuff, and especially for the Joker, like the Batman Joker like dichotomy is definitely one of my favorite actual um like uh ne- like hero arch nemesis relationships and like just literary fiction. 
uh, that it's just it's such like an awesome, perfectly illustrated like yin and yang relationship, and 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 in pop culture, and in like you know the mainstream media has definitely been able to flush this out and really really like hammer this home, especially the Arkham games have really got it well. The the Dark Knight nailed it, and Suicide Squad not so much. That that movie sucked as you can go back and listen to our review about that. But I guess just like my general experience is I, I am versed in the Joker. Not as, not as versed as like, you know, as like a diehard, well, I am a diehard fan, but like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty versed, but not, I could, there's always room to learn more. So no, no, I, I, uh, I really dig it. I, I dig this stuff. And so my exposure to the Joker, obviously Tim Burton's like Jack Nicholson, uh, C- Caesar Romero, like, kind of. Like, I didn't really get into, like, the, the uh, campy Batman stuff. Like, I watched a few episodes, but I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. This is, this is, this is, like, product of the 60s. But to me, and I think a lot of people, especially going into this film, it's, it's all about Heath Ledger, man. Like, that, and I think, I, I feel like, there's there's already a lot of comparisons being made between Heath Ledger and Which Joaquin it, Phoenix. It shouldn't be. I think I think that's the stupidest fucking thing ever because for many reasons. One, this film isn't even out yet. We have a teaser trailer. Like I think he spoke like f- four lines in the whole thing and one of them was a laugh, like a little chuckle of a laugh like with Joaquin Phoenix. And, like another thing is and and I, I Tell me if this metaphor and this analogy doesn't work, but I've been comparing this to, you know, between, now let's bring in the NBA and, and kind of go with me for a second, but it's between Michael Jordan and LeBron James in that, so Heath Ledger, I'm saying, is Michael Jordan, and that they were, they're, they're great, like obviously great, he won an Oscar, uh, like after his death for that performance, and Joaquin Phoenix, his Joker, as I'm going to predict, is like LeBron James. This may, this performance may surpass Heath Ledger, but it's like this weird comparison because LeBron James obviously surpassed Michael Jordan's stats, but he played more games, had more play time, you know, regulation changes, you know, times have changed. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with this new film. Heath Ledger was, like, his Joker was a side character in a Batman movie, whereas Joker, it's literally in the title, this is about the Joker, this is not, he's not a side character, he is the main anti-hero, uh, so, it's just, I feel like these comparisons are gonna be really weird, although, I am kinda glad that people are more on the trend that they're, that they think that Joaquin Phoenix is gonna be awesome in this role, because, Every, the last two Jokers, including, uh, well, most notably Heath Ledger, people are like, this is going to suck. This is going to suck. Like, he, he can't do this. And then Heath Ledger blew it out of the water, and then Jared Leto, not so much. But I think that's more of a writing issue. But that's besides the point. So, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm ultimately going to like... Because Heath Ledger, that's just such an iconic performance. Like, that's up there with, like, anything Daniel Day-Lewis has done to me. Like, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. Like, this is, that's an iconic, 
iconic role. Like, R- Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. Like, they are the film. Like, the film revolves around them. So, and The, and the Dark Knight is, is such a competent film. But, you know, that being said, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see about how Joaquin Phoenix portrays this new, darker... It, it, this this just iteration of the Joker. It's going to be something I think hopefully completely new. It's and I know Todd Phillips has been saying it's it's more like a tragedy, and that he said that all like the theories around like this this Arthur character are wrong. So I'm very interested to see how that goes in, and and to go into my exposure with the Joker. Like I said, like I mean the films, but in regards to the comics, I've read the Killing Joke. And I've read a few random comics of yours, like here or there. Uh, what what's the one, Brian? That it's it's from the perspective of a henchman. Oh, that's that um. The... Uh, I think it's just called Joker by Brian Azzarello. Like Brian Azzarello is the author, and he's a pretty famous uh, like comic book writer. But I'm pretty sure it's just called Joker. Because I've read that one, and that was very intriguing. And then the Killing Joke, obviously one of the most, f- most famous uh, Joker iterations of comics, because of, it does provide a backstory, and it also really goes into that dichotomy with Batman and the Joker. Yeah, no, I'd delving say, in what uh, I was just gonna say on a quick note, the animation PG thirteen uh, adaptation was atrocious and an abomination like it was awful it was awful and i saw that in theater there's actually you can get the review way way back i i I bought a ticket to see it in theaters and it was easily one of the worst movie experiences of my life because a the film changed so much and it got the tone completely wrong as well as the theater going experience was awful because i lost power and I had some stupid high schoolers behind me who were making Aurora, Colorado shooting jokes the whole fucking time, and I wanted to punch them in the face. So, Killing Joke, the film adaptation, did not as this really bitter taste in my mouth. But that's besides the point. That that's my exposure to the Joker. I know I'm like very definition of casual. That that's fine. Yeah, that's all right. So so. Let me ask you, Brian. When th- when this was really when this was like the first uh, like going way back with like the screen test, which I guess could be considered a trailer with Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips was announced the direct. What did you think that when uh, that first initial announcement that this was going to be like Joaquin Phoenix's next picture? It was going to be a Joker film. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. And even with that screen test, when it like zooms in on his face and like it switches to the makeup, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna wait until trailers come out. Um, cause there's really nothing to gauge anything off of. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I trust, I, I, I sit at the altar of Joaquin Phoenix. He's definitely like, and, and this is not a coincidence that Philip Seymour Hoff, Hoffman, oh, edit that out, that Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix are my favorite actors. And that's mainly because like of the, of their duo performance in the master. But I mean, I can't. I mean, even, and we were talking about this before a little bit about Joaquin Phoenix's, like, career, just how, like, there's, like, in the mid-2000s, there was, like, his more, like, quote-unquote traditional roles, and then, like, really after, like, 2010, I put it at, like, after I'm Still Here released and dropped, he really just started to, like, delve into, like, a new form of acting altogether, and especially 
you know, I think of like the master and inherent vice. I'm still here. He's in a, he was in a movie called you were, you're, you were never really here, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, her, uh, the now Joker and stuff like that. I think he's just, he's such an awesome actor. And I think in every way, shape and form, he is a much better actor than Heath Ledger. I'll probably catch some flack for that, but honestly, like, Joaquin Phoenix has, he's got the chops, and I fully trust him in this role. And, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. And I'll make a comment about that in literally, uh, like, six months. We'll be back talking about this movie. But, I, I would, before we got into this trailer, because we're going to, like, break this down, like, bit by bit, I, Todd Phillips also is like a really weird like fit for this i think because no you know i was looking at his imdb the other day and the five most notable films that i could account for first one was road trip in 2000 so that like a weird like teen sex comedy uh and then he obviously directed the three hangover films so, right off the bat, really weird. Like, the first Hangover film was funny. It is what it is. But then, like, the other two were like, okay, this is just cash grabs. But then he directed War Dogs, which I, I liked. Wasn't anything, you know, I seen right it. home about. What? I haven't seen it. I mean, it was it's okay. Like, you know, strong performance by Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. But, but then this, I think, is his next, like, follow-up from War Dogs. And, uh, yeah, so... I. <sighs> I mean, I don't know, like, any director, they, like, from this trailer, I have, you know, very high expectations of the film, and I think it's, you know, it's in the right hand, it's like the aesthetic. So, let's just, like, really just get into the trailer. I mean, we start off with, I'm assuming, like, a, like, a helicopter shot into Gotham, and... Yeah, it's definitely Gotham. And, and, and he's being talked to a social worker at, I guess, Arkham, and and uh, and following that, we get kind of like this the seedier underbelly of the look of of Gotham, like you know he's and and how alone and I don't want to say broken, but I I'm just like looking at the images and just like how lonely and sad and de- and depressed and disheveled this guy is. Like you know he's walking through the shit part of Gotham. There's trash everywhere. He's walking up the lonely staircase by himself at night. And another thing I want to say about Walking Phoenix, especially that I've noticed from here and the Master, is like, how is this guy able to contort his body in these different ways? You know, the way he walks through the streets, and and like later in the trailer, we'll get like images of him, like you know, it looks like he's like dancing and stretching, and and it's like it looks like he doesn't have like scapulas. Well, apparently he lost an unhealthy amount of weight for that role. And so they couldn't do reshoots because, like, he had to gain the weight back. But apparently he, like, lost a lot of weight for that. And you can t- you could tell. For the Master? No, no, for this film. But I would assume oh. for the Master, too, because he looks really emaciated they, in the Master as well. They look but. very similar. So that's just one thing I want to note. Like, I, he, he just, like, is able to contort his body in such, like... Yeah, he's, I think he's definitely honing in a little of the Freddy Quell mannerisms, but we'll see. Yeah. And and so then, like, after we, like, you know, get these established shots of Gotham, we walk into... And it's this overlay of, 
you know, my mother told me to always smile and, and like, kind of introducing to, like, he's a comedian. But we it looks like the only time we see him smile when he's not in the Joker makeup is when he's with his mother, who is, uh, her name is Frances Dormant, I think? She's, she's the mother in Six Feet Under. And he's, like, giving her a bath. But later on, it kind of seems like this, like, Oedipus complex, but we'll get to that. And we get him, you know writing his material and he's and he's trying to his his mother always wants him to says to make the world a better place and he's you know outside like you know the seedy area in like the 80s gotham because uh he's he's like dressing he's dressed as a clown it's like uh going out of business he's everything must go and he's smiling but he's in the clown makeup i kind of like that scene like that little shot where it's like that really happy music really quick and he's like smiling like kind of carefree and then it's like taken away from him well, yeah, he gets mugged, and and we get this like early entry of what his his costume's gonna or what his makeup's gonna be because the makeup that on his face is the same, obviously, but like he has like the uh, like the tufts of green hair and th- and like his little uh, his suit, and then we immediately cut to something sinister. It looks like I'm looking at the image now where he's just like it looks like the world's you know falling apart. And it looks like he's, like, either putting something together or he's, like, ripping something apart. I can't really tell because I I see a – I can't tell if it's a tail or if it's a cord. So I don't know if he's ripping something open, whether it's an animal or if it's a, a – if it's, like, a phone or something. I can't really tell. So, so Brian, what – what is your impression of the beginning of this trailer so far? Like, we're getting introduced to Gotham and him as, you know, this background character of him well, as the Joker. Well, yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing really I can say as of yet. It's definitely, like, and we'll get more into this in a second, but it's definitely, like, um, the, like I told you, the three main influences I'm seeing here are Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy, and, um, well, what was the other one I told you? Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy, there was something else. Oh, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Whatever, we'll keep we'll keep going, but it'll come to me. But uh, I can't really, I don't know, let's just keep going first. Because, I, I mean, just go, going off of that, like, the CD kind of New York kind of style, it's definitely, I'm getting Travis Bickle vibes. Yeah, and it's, it's just very seedy. And then we get a rendition of... Of smile by uh, Nate King Cole, and it's not his version, but smile, and he's you know dancing with his mother in front of the TV. Very Oedipal in my opinion, but it's also just like a few quick. I mean, he he was bathing, he was ba- giving his mother a bath, so I felt that was pretty weird too that I didn't mention. And then you know he's on a date with a girl at uh, like some donut shop, and then we get you know our first instance of Arkham State Hospital in this universe and and then we we transition into you know the hospital where a patient is freaking out on a gurney looks like a burn and, victim uh let me let me see uh looks like his I mean his head is burned so maybe two-faced but we'll see uh possibly I mean I'm looking at the a still image right now and I just see like his feet are, his feet are dirty but I mean I think it's just gonna represent like he's surrounded by crazy oh yeah I'm not saying that's gonna be two-faced but I was, I was kind of making a joke because two faces like Harvey burned. dent and and then uh you know he's he's talking behind the bars and who knows why he's at Arkham like I mean whether it's for like a 
like a therapy visit or he's trying to get some information. I think Who something knows? happens to his mother and that'll be like the final tipping point. I don't think the final tipping point is going to be there. Uh, I So we'll get to that. But then we cut into a, uh, a, a comedy lounge pogos, I think. And we get that first instance of like the, like the Joker's cackle. And it's... You know, it's it's creepy. It's high pitched. It's I can't. I it's it's a tease. I can't wait to hear more of it. Yeah. And but then we cut to him putting on his makeup. But then we get I think the one image that everyone's going to remember from this trailer when he holds a smile with his two fingers. Yeah. Like that was pretty creepy. Like that. And it, yeah, it's it, and and I think what's interesting about that is he's holding it, but he has a he has a teardrop falling on his one side. You know, showing the the broken. Compl- like the broken dynamic and internal struggle of the, of uh, you know Joaquin Phoenix's or Arthur's Joker, uh, I think I think you're you're onto something. Maybe his mother gets committed or something happens to her, and this is like immediately following that. When I think not that the mother being committed or what whatever st- starts that catalyst, that's not like what pushes him over the over the edge but it starts that slow incline and like that like that slow like tension building yeah and then we cut to him laughing in the then subway and he gets you know harassed by uh i don't know young ruffians what but they're like high dress they look like mobsters to me but and so let, let's uh, let me talk about the whole trailer before i go back and say some of my pieces before i interject so then he you know he gets punched out and then the next shot is him running through like a tunnel and he's got he's a bloodied face and then the next shot is this like he's kind of another very i, I think it's going to be an iconic scene is he's in like a warehouse bathroom type and he's you know kind of dancing and 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 practicing his showman like uh like here i am we cut to the wayne hall where they're having modern times and charlie chaplin you know another comedian he's getting thrown out cut to uh thomas wayne talking on the on the tv saying how can you know anyone do this with a i don't know a mask on which is funny because you know you know batman blah 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 Walks out of the subway. Police are chasing him. He then is, I'm assuming, in front of Wayne Manor, where he's got the the, the ball in his nose. Yeah, and that dancing kid in his the kid he's making smile is definitely Bruce Wayne. Yeah, dancing in his apartment, uh, being introduced by Robert De Niro, King of Comedy, idea in here. Uh, he's running from someone, gets hit by a, a taxi cab, and then he walks down a hallway. He's walking now. We, now he's walking down that um the the beginning stairway but he's you know it's it's light he's dancing he seems more confident and then we get the final shot of him in the elevator with him smiling mm-hmm. so that's the trailer so i want to comment on a few things i felt like we were interjecting it kind of may have been disjointing this conversation a little bit but i have some predictions so when he's in the subway and he gets hit, I think that's the tipping point when he like embraces the Joker and he embraces that madness. I think that's going to be the final point where he just kills this guy or these guys because he's he's bloody or at least his nose is bloody and he's and it seems like he's running. Now I looked up behind the like uh, when people were like secretly filming the the set. I I watched all of them 
and two of the segments seem to be from that moment when he's running. And so, piecing it together, I think he's running away from the cops or something. He runs, or he's being chased by maybe these guys. And then he, like, kind of goes into a side alley and into this, like, bathroom-type area. And then this is when I think that whole, like, ballet-type, like, embracing the Joker darkness side comes out. So that's where I'm thinking. And I think what's going to be interesting here is that he is... He wants to... Whereas, like... So with Taxi Driver... This is where that, like, kind of that dual, like, the shift happens, where Travis Bickle wants to wipe out the filth of New York. Joker wants to be the leader of the filth in New York. So I think it's going to go that route. Uh, And then after that, I don't really know where this movie's going to go, because it's just a teaser. And I frankly don't really want to know. I want to go in as fresh-faced. So I'm predicting that this film is going to be very dark. It's going to be a tragedy. Like, we're going to see some sad shit go on. And, uh, yeah, I'm, like, pretty excited. Brian, what about, what are your impressions of this trailer? What are your predictions based off this teaser? I mean, don't really have any predictions yet other than that it's going to be awesome. But, um, I know, I just, like I said, that Bruce Wayne, I think the kid's going to be Bruce Wayne. Uh, and I, that's the thing, though, I really have, like, no idea what to predict. I just, I just what about like the tone cool. of this film? Like, what do you think it's gonna like? Do you think it's gonna be like aesthetically dark? Do you think it's gonna work? Yeah, I mean, I told you, I got, I got the, I got the. It's definitely gonna be more Taxi Driver inspired. So. Well, because you know, you had a film like Suicide Squad that was trying to, I guess, be edgy, and it just fell flat be edgy on for face. the wrong reasons, though. I think that 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 had so much going against it that like it just that was doomed to fail, honestly. Like, all the reshoots and, like, just, like, letting... I think, honestly, like, DC and, like... And it's not all... It's also not Warner Brothers. I don't think Warner Brothers is... Actually, no, I think they are. They actually put out... I think Warner Brothers and the studios learn their lessons to just not mess around with, like, these films. So, yeah, I think they're really trying to distance themselves as far as possible from what they've done before. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. And this kind of looks like... That Warner Bros. is just like, listen, just do do whatever you want. Like, you've made us a shit ton of money already with your other movies, so just, like, just do it, you know? Which is exactly how, you know, especially a re... Not, not even a reimagining, but just, you know, a, treading on a character that has... It's so recognizable. But, like, what's interesting about the Joker is... There's never a backstory. Maybe in Burton's, there's, like, a tiny backstory where he falls into, like... And that's another thing that's interesting. Like, in 19... In the late 1980s, what you had to do with the Joker was, like, to make him a villain was to throw him into a vat of toxic waste. Whereas in 2019, or 2018, when the film was, you know, filmed, to make the Joker a Joker was to expose him to to society and I think that's what I'm most excited because it's like it's it's grounded in you know a relatable uh you know conflict that many people you know experience on a daily basis is this like this very troubled sense with society and I'm very that's what I'm really really more interested to see how they tackle that and now I don't know what the film is rated. I I looked up. I I think I saw that it was PG thirteen. I'm hoping it's R, but I think everyone wants an R rating. But that's 
But I, I, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be R. I think if it was R, it would still bring in a shit ton amount of money. I mean, if anything, Logan and Deadpool have shown that R-rated superhero movies can bring in loads of money. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so, alright, well, I mean, that's kind of all I gotta say about the trailer. I'm super excited to see where yeah. this dark aesthetic and back backstory comes from, because the killing joke kind of gave a backstory, but it's still vague enough, and, and, like, in the Joker's an unreliable narrator. So... You know, we'll see what happens with this. It looks like it's a more... This is the origin story that people want. Like, we're tired of seeing Batman. We're tired of seeing Superman. We're fucking certainly tired of seeing Spider-Man's backstory. Like, we get it. Now, the Joker is, like, so recognizable, but now we're ready for... Not even the origin story, just, like, a, a te- like one interpretation of, of an origin... So, I'm ready for this movie. Yeah, and when the film comes out, it's definitely, like, that's when I'll come into my form, and, like, we'll definitely have, like, a much longer and intense conversation about whatever happens, so. Yeah, I'm feeling that this movie is gonna be a, uh, like, a preview night for me. Yeah, we'll see. If I got time, I would love to see it that night of. Yeah, because I, because that's, because this this movie is, it's like, the film's coming out, it's, it's like this uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Rocket Man that I'm, like, extremely hyped for, and I'm probably gonna see all three of those movies, like, preview night with a big, uh, with a big crowd of people that are ready to see the movie. So, you know, that's kind of where I stand right now with this teaser coming out. Yep, yeah, I'm excited. Alright, so with that, guys, that concludes this episode of Amateur Tours. Thanks for, for listening and tuning in. I know, uh, it's something new. We didn't really know how to structure this, but, you know, it's fun. I like talking trailers, tra- especially when it's a good trailer, because I feel like trailers are an art form that some people nail and some people don't nail. Yep. So, but I, th- I think this was a very, a very good teaser trailer, and, you know, I mean, it got it did its job. It got me hyped for this film that's coming out in early October, so I'm, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Yep, So I that, agree. guys, you can follow us on Twitter at AltoursPod, you can... Email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at theamateuraltourspodcast at gmail.com. And if you could, it'd mean a lot to us if you could leave an iTunes review, comment, rating, like, anything you can. And uh, with that, as always, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur Tours. Cover design was created by Sarah Jacobs. You can find more of her work at our own site and Instagram, Digital Adventures. Opening and closing theme, Dreams, was created by Joachim Karid, which was found using a Creative Commons search. As a small plug, go check out both Joachim's and Sarah's work. They really deserve it. All content discussed and shown is the property of their respective owners and is used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504C2, Title 17. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We are working hard to bring you all new content and episodes. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time.